A copy editor in her 20s gets her chance to become a reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times. She is sent undercover to do a feature on high school students. In research for her story, she finds a story, the love she's been looking for, and herself. This movie was released when I was 17, and now I'm going to show it to my 13-year-old daughter. This is PG-13, and we are going to be talking about Never Been Kissed. Hi, welcome to the PG-13 podcast. I am Monica Robbins. I'm Gracie Sanderson. And today we are going to be discussing the movie Never Been Kissed. Which was premiered in 1999. Yep, I was 17 when this movie came out, like I said in the intro. Um, And so we're going to be sharing our thoughts on this movie, what has stayed the same, what may have changed. Um, So that's going to be what we're going to get into. But first, we want to just say thank you so much for listening to our first episode on Empire Records. Um, We had an awesome, awesome turnout of listeners. There were so many people that listened to it that I wasn't expecting to listen to it. Like our first podcast, there were so many listeners. Yes, we had so many. Um, We had even international listeners. We had someone from Germany listen to it. We had someone from Canada listen to it. Um, Um, On Apple Podcasts, we have five stars. We have five stars on Apple Podcasts, and um, we do want to shout out to um, some people who actually wrote out some reviews for us on there. Um, First was AH33VB31. Thank you so much for your review. And thank you, Hogel1, for not only leaving a review... And for also leaving a recommendation. Oh, yes. Mystic Pizza. We're going to have to put that in the movie box. Which we're going to explain later. Yeah. So thank you. And if you enjoy this podcast, um, it always helps to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. The more you do that, the more people will see it and be able to join in on the fun as well. Yes. So, um, again, thank you so much, and we're going to go ahead and dive into Never Been Kissed. Okay, so time for initial thoughts. Okay, initial thoughts of Never Been Kissed. I know I saw this movie in the movie theater with my friends, um, and I thought it was amazing. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, this was such a good movie. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say for a while, one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? I really liked the movie. There was some like questionable things that happened that didn't age well, but I I, I really liked it. It's also a rom com, and I love rom coms. They're yeah. like I feel like are the best movie genre that that I like personally. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have to say that yeah. romantic comedies were probably growing up like when I was your age like you know in my teenage years rom-coms were probably my favorite as well I think my taste has changed a little bit as I've gotten older like I'm super into documentaries now but um I think that Mm -hmm. I can still like romantic comedies are one of those things that are like comfort food like you can just like put it on when you're just needing something good to watch yeah you just want to feel good throw on a rom-com and this is definitely one of those. You're like cheering for them to get together and you're like, <gasps> yes. Is, is he going to come? Right. Or is he not going to come and it's just going right. to be like, oh, what, why? You yeah. Know? And not to, that. not to go right to the ending, no, but Never but... Been Kissed was one of the, one of the first movies I remember watching where at the end you kind of were like left in suspense for a minute of like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this might not happen. I know. And so um, I remember the feeling tense in the movie theater while I was watching it. Like, like oh my God. is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? But I'm sure that well, we they will. Well, they won't they? Right. So I'm sure we'll go into that a little bit more in detail as we talk about it. Yes. Um, but the, the, the main idea is, is that Josie Geller is this kind of geeky, yeah. girl even like as an adult she doesn't fit in quite well and she gets put into this mm-hmm. undercover story for the newspaper she works at to go 
return to high school, yes. which were not the best years of her life, no. and tried to find a story, a feature story for the newspaper. So um, we have Josie, right off the bat, we'll go into yes. character discussion. Um, who is played by Drew Barrymore, yeah. who you should know because she was very popular early Late nineties, early uh, early Oaks. Well, I would say she's been popular for a while. Oh. Surprise, surprise! She was in ET when she was like five, which I didn't know that till we watched the movie. Right. So she's been in movies since she was little, and she actually comes from a famous acting family. Mm-hmm. Like her grandfather was also an actor, and I believe her mother was too. But like, she's part of the famous. Hollywood Barrymore family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So she, like, it's in her roots. And you, I, I doubt you're, I doubt you're listening to this, but we have your blender. Right. So Drew Barrymore also now has her own talk show. Yes. And she has her own line of home goods. Mm-hmm. And she makes a fantastic blender, if anyone is wondering. So... What I found interesting, though, about the character of Josie is that we all know that Drew Barrymore is, like, a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, their way of doling her down for, like, the first part of it was, like, to give her, like, brown hair. Like, braided also. Like, a, like, a, like boring braid. Like, a boring braid and then put her in these really, like drab clothes that like no one her age would wear yeah which i think is interesting because then like right before she goes to school to for the first day like now now she's blonde and beautiful so when did she dye her hair right because and how did she supposed to be the next day right and how did she get it so perfect like because it looked like she just like did it at home like went from brown to blonde no problems. Okay, I think our hairdresser friends would know that that's probably not going to happen in one sitting. Probably not. So that's just one commentary I had to make about that. Like, I find it interesting in movies how, like, they try to make them not as good looking. And so then, like, they have, like, dark hair or, you know, like, yeah. darker kind of, like, drab brown hair. Like, that's yeah. not attractive or something. Even when, like, the popular girl in the movie has dark hair. Right. You know, I said, I'm, like, so cool. Except that like, she has, like, the makeup on and the crop top. Right. And what interests me is that in any, like, teenager rom-com movie, the, the like, the one that, like, makeovers to, like, this beautiful person, even mm-hmm. though they're already beautiful, like... They put bra- fake braces and glasses on them. Right. Like some, like, drabby clothes, you know? Right. And it's like, what is happening? Right. And I, it's like, I get the point that they're trying to make. Yeah. You know? And I get, like, that we want to see a transition that she's trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that that was kind of interesting for her. Um, so, but I think that Drew Barrymore was a great choice for this character. Yeah. Like, I think she pulled it off really well. She definitely has, like, great, like, facial expressions. The teeth. Yes. If you've ever seen uh, Never Been Kissed, you know what what yes. we're talking about, about the teeth. Like, yeah, like she the... sticks out her teeth a lot, like, when she gets excited she... and stuff. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, but I, Josie. Yeah. I have... Two thoughts about her, so while we're watching the movie, I wrote down some notes about the characters. About Josie, I feel like she's like a doormat. I feel like she'll do, like, anything for anyone, you know, because she's, like, that kind of, like, helper, like, person. And I, like, just from the beginning and how she got mad about, like, the little, oh, when Gus, like, like, messes with her, like, sign on her door... I feel like she, not to sound like insensitive or anything, but I feel like she has like OCD, you know? Okay, well, I mean, maybe. Because she's like, I want everything to be perfect. And she's like correcting everyone with right. the right thing. Um. Yeah, I think maybe it could be that. Or maybe like she feels like not so confident mm-hmm. Um. that... That's her way of showing people, 
that like her that she's worthy of like respect right yeah. is like look this is the things that I know so I don't know if I would call it so much OCD as I would like maybe just like she feels not so in control of some things yeah. so that's her way of kind of like taking control of the situation yeah. you know mm-hmm. um because I know sometimes when you're not like feeling so great about yourself you're like well how am I gonna like show people that and that's like her way of doing that so Mm -hmm. but like good call like she does like do a lot of things for people yeah you know like when her friend Anita wanted to learn Spanish like who was the one who tested her Josie Josie right and who taught Gus how to knit Josie right so she's like there for everybody or as Anita would say Senor Josie right so um (laughs) So let's go into Anita. So she works Anita. at the Chicago Sun-Times. She's a copy editor. She works with Anita. Who knows what Anita does there? Who knows? We just know Anita's there. She's always around. She's in everybody's business. She's played by Molly Shannon. Yes. Who um, is SNL alumni. Alumni. Um... Uh, she's kind of like the flirty, like... Like, always with, like, someone. <laughs> right. You know. Um, you, you get what I mean. Yes. <laughs> That's basically all I have to say about her, actually. Like, just the flirt. That's what I wrote down. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, I love Molly Shannon. Like, I think <laughs> she is so funny. I think she is good for this part. I really think she is, too. And I think that she plays, like, the sidekick of the lead character well. Like, especially in a romantic comedy. Because you'll see in future, when we watch Serendipity, she plays almost, like, the same role of, like, the kooky best friend to the girl who's falling in love with someone. And she kind of, like, she's, Molly Shannon always has kind of, like, this kind of spunkiness to her. That yeah, is always, um, like, fun. But never in an overbearing sort of way. No, she was never overbearing in the movie. Yeah. She's like, she's like, the fight. she's like, ooh, that guy's like, oh, I wish I was in high school. Which is like, no. Yeah. Never say that. But she's like, ooh, that guy's cute. You know, yeah. she's always, like, saying that in the movie. And she's always super supportive. She is. She's of, like. Of Josie. She's like, I was on my lunch break. I just want to say hi. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so um, that was one of her coworkers. And then um, just have to just put it here. Let's talk about Cynthia for a second. Cynthia. Played by Academy Award, Award winner, winner. <laughs> Octavia Spencer. Right. So our Academy Award winner in this movie had barely any lines. Barely any. Like she was like, what's going to happen? Right. You know? Like she was there at the table while they were eating lunch initially in the first part of the movie. Yes. And then she's just kind of randomly like in there, like watching Josie's videos as she's like mm-hmm. recording things around school. Yeah. And. But we know that Octavia Spencer definitely takes this role and she's going places. She really is. Yeah. So good for Octavia Spencer. Good start. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on to Gus. Gus. So Gus is the the editor of the paper. Who is played by... John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I really like John C. Riley as an actor. He's been in a lot of good things. He's very versatile. He's funny. He can play a serious part. He can sing. He was in Chicago with Academy Award winner Renee, Renee Zellweger. So she uh, comes back. Yeah, she's always gonna come back. Full circle every every time. Right, exactly. So um I really like him. I think he's funny in this movie. Also good choice. He he is also on Record Ralph. He is, he's the voice of Wreck It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, again, very versatile. Yeah. Um, I think this was a good role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that him and Anita end up getting together at the end yeah. of the movie. Honestly, I thought that Gus was going to be like a love interest. Really? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like around the office. A 
like type of rom com. Oh. So I didn't know she was going to school at the time. So when I wrote Gus the Love Interest question mark, I would have never thought that. <laughs> I definitely thought for Molly Shannon. That would be a love interest. I never thought that would be for Molly <clears throat> Shannon. Because in rom-coms, it's usually the people who can't stand each other who end up getting together in the end. Yeah. So, And they were two people who couldn't really stand each other. Yeah. So I saw that coming like a mile away. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so very awesome casting there. Um, and then let's get into Rob. David Arquette plays Rob. And the funny thing is that Josie's and Rob's last name, because Rob is her brother, is named Geller. And David Arquette was married to Courtney Cox. Right. Who played Mo- who plays Monica Geller in Friends. Right. So it was almost like a connection. Yes. Yeah, it was like a callback to Friends. Yeah. One of your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. So we'll always find a friends connection. Renee and Zellworker will always come back. Friends will so always come back. back. So um, <laughs> it was interesting to me that sh- that David Arquette was playing the younger brother because he's four years older than Drew Barrymore. And I saw at first like he looks older because, yeah. and I'm like, isn't he supposed to be younger than her? Yeah, and. You know, I think that they picked him because that's the kind of roles that he usually plays. Mm-hmm. Is kind of like the silly, like kind of deadbeat sort of guy yeah. who's like there for some comic relief or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's why they cast him in this role. Um, and I, I think, I thought he did a good job. Me too. Like, I think he was believable. And again, super supportive of his sister. Yeah. To the point where he also... Goes to high school. Yeah. He's trying to... Like, it's a little bit for his sister and a little bit for himself. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't get to realize his dream of becoming a professional baseball player. So he's like, maybe this is it. Second chances. Which, I mean, he really shouldn't go to high school. What, what, like, Rob does is he really shouldn't. Because didn't he go to that school, like, years ago... I don't know. I don't know if they went to that high school. Oh. That would be a good question. Did they go to that high school? Did they go to the high school? And also, the thing that makes Josie popular is Rob, because he becomes a popular guy, goes around saying, oh yeah, we jaded. And that's kind of a weird thing to say about your sister. Just mention like another cool fact about her. Or, right. like, make up another cool fact then. Oh, yeah, we did it. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I know, but nobody knows that they're brother and sister either. I know, but the, it's still kind of weird. I think he was just doing everything he could to try to make it work out for her. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's the kind of person who, like, getting along with people comes to him easily. Yeah. So, um, I think he did a good good job with that um i was wondering though because he said this is it i'm gonna go back to high school this is my second chance and i was wondering though if in the beginning she says that he could go to community college Mm -hmm. and he could get a scholarship for baseball right and i was wondering if that was a thing like can you get a scholarship to go to a community college i don't know so listeners if you know the answer to that question Definitely let us know. Yeah. Comment, you know, anything to let us know if you can get a scholarship to play baseball at a community college. Because it's very interesting. It is. And it's like, why didn't he just do that? Because that would have been a lot easier. Yeah. But he does realize through this experience Mm -hmm. that he likes to coach. And maybe he can't be a baseball player, per se. But he can be a coach. Yeah. Those who can't do teach they say Mm -hmm. you know so maybe that and so that's was his road i really thought like rob was like a cool guy he was like oh yeah i work at the tiki post he's like i don't care you know yeah i wrote him down as like the chill guy like a very opposite of his sister i think that was happening 
Yeah, but I think the movie also shows that he was chill guy. But deep down, he really did care about his sister and he yeah. really did care about his future and that he knew that he had to do something different. Mm-hmm. So, um, that I think sums up Rob. And then let's just bring it to Sam Colson. There's very many things. There's a lot of things wrong with this Mr. Colson. Okay. <laughs> There was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, so, first off, I wrote Sam or Mr. Coulson, but the students are is somehow allowed to say, to call him by Sam. Um, which is like, what is happening? He even like, is like, what? In the beginning of the movie. But anyway, I feel like Sam was being a little bit inappropriate. Right, I think so, too. He was sharing too many things about his personal life with a student. I put that in air quotes, you know, because she is a reporter. And then he gets mad at her for being a 27-year-old girl, like a woman, because he had a crush on a student. Yeah. And he's, what? Yeah. So Sam, played by Michael Vartan, who was... I think mostly known for his role in the show Alias with Jennifer Garner. Um, He definitely, like, right off the bat, had, like, inappropriate vibes. Like, as soon as she kind of answered the first question in class, he kind of looks at her like, oh, you're kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think he definitely shares way too much information. And I found it interesting that when she goes to the club to go see the band like he's there with all of the students and he's like drinking a beer i don't know if i would do that if i was a teacher of high school students yeah um and then yeah it like seems like in the end when he finds out who she is like he's about to tell her thinking that she's this like 17 or 18 year old girl that he likes her and then then gets upset. And I mean, I can understand like he felt like he was being set up to like be put in that position. I could see where you could be upset about that, but at the same time, he's upset about this crush who he thought was a 17-year-old girl and mad mm-hmm. that he's like she's 10 years older than he thought she was. Yeah, I think no matter which way you slice it, it's a little bit uncomfortable because even though she's not like 17 or 18, no. um, she's 25 Yeah, that and that that's perfectly fine that it's there's a certain, I think, expectation between a teacher and a student. Mm-hmm. There's lines that you just like don't cross. Mm-hmm. And he was like. He crossed ready, that line. Like, ready to do that. Right. As, like, a professional person. Yes. Like, that's not your role. Your role is to, like, support students to give them successful futures. Yeah. Right? And, and he that's actu- not what was happening. Yeah. And he got jealous when she was with Guy. Right. He's like, oh, you're with him? And Guy, who's actually your age? Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Right. So... I mean, not really, I think, the best choice of a love interest in this movie. I feel like when we talk about what could have been done differently, we can talk about maybe a different storyline that might have worked better. So let's move on to um, another character. I just wanted to talk about Rigford a little bit, um, who was played by Gary Marshall in the movie. He was like the owner of the paper mm-hmm. who puts her into the undercover story. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he like wants the story to be done because he feels like he doesn't know his own kids. And so he's sending someone out there to learn mm-hmm. about like the youth of today. Yeah. And I really love that they used Gary Marshall in this part because I don't know if you know this, but Gary Marshall at this time was like almost like the king of the romantic comedy. Really? Yeah. Like he did um, Pretty Woman. 
He did Runaway Bride. He did, um, he did a lot of movies that like you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's a Gary Marshall movie. But he did all of like the holiday movies like Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day. All of those were Gary Marshall movies. So yeah. he was a very prominent like director during this time. Um, he's been around forever. Um, yeah. Like just as an actor and as a director. So I thought it was really cool that they got, like, in this romantic comedy, got, like, the king of romantic comedies to be, like, the head of the paper. The only thing that confused me is that, um, so I thought he was putting Josie undercover to find his son and, like, see what, like, see what, he, his he son was, was doing? His son was doing? Oh. To get to know his son better. I'm like, where's his son? Oh. And I was like, what is happening here? Mm. And then I'm like, oh. Okay. It's just more like of it in general. In general. What's happening with the youth of today. Yeah. So. Um, but I just wanted to mention that. Like, I thought it was yeah. really cool that Gary Marshall, like, made that little kind of cameo in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Let's talk about Aldis. Aldis. Who is played by Lily Sobeski. Wow, that is quite a name. It is. Um, she was actually, during this time, never been kissed, like the late 90s. She was kind of like an up-and-coming actress. Like, yeah. she was in um, she was in some other movies where people were like, oh, she's good. She's going to go places. Yeah. And then she made, um, like, Heaven on Earth which is a really sappy, like, romantic drama. Yeah. And then it was almost like crickets. I don't know. But I feel like, um, I thought she, I've always thought she was a good actress. I thought she did really well in this part. Yeah, I think she did a very good job not knowing other, like, things she has been in. Um, she was very much the, like, best friend, but she got betrayed, like, Mm -hmm. kind of girl. Yeah. Which she played and never had, never been kissed. And I love her use of headbands. I know. She, she, her headwear was very on point for kind of being like that, like offbeat, like kooky, Mm -hmm. like nerdy girl in high school. I, I love the choice when she put her headband in front of her ears. Right. It's very much a choice. It was a choice and she was like living her best life. In those headbands. And even like the way she did her hair. And to be honest, there were times in high school when the, I was that girl. Really? Yeah. Like <laughs> weird head gear. Like yeah. putting my head, you know, like let's mm-hmm. just go for it. Because yeah. what's high school for mm-hmm. other than to just express yourself yeah. in the oddest of ways i don't know Mm -hmm. so um i liked her character and i liked how she was like even if she wasn't the most popular girl like she was very confident in herself and who she was she she really was yeah so i liked that about her and then we have the other girls the popular girls kirsten kirsten and gibby (laughs) that was their names (laughs) Um, and this is like a young, like up and coming Jessica Alba. Yes. Before yeah. Spy Kids 4. Yes. I mean, it's not much her, that's not like her f- most famous role, but that's where, when I first like saw her on screen. Right. Like she's obviously gone on to do a lot of bigger, better things. Yes. But, um, this was kind of like her introduction. It's like the first thing I can really remember seeing mm-hmm. her in. Um, and then the other girls, um, Marley Shelton and Jordan Ladd, I haven't really seen them in anything else besides mm-hmm. this movie. So, um, that's, I don't really have too much to say about them, but interesting choice was this was the film debut of James Franco, another Academy Award winner. Academy Award winner, James Franco. Right. Which I think in this movie maybe doesn't age well. But we'll get into that mm-hmm. later. Like, we should, like, make a t-shirt mm-hmm. with, on the back, Acada- all the Academy Award winners that we mentioned. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Academy Award winners. 
Right. Um, the ideas for merch. Yes. Yeah. If this if this podcast really takes off, we'll start making some shirts. Um, <laughs> but James Franco and Brandon Williams kind of play um, Guy's best friends, and Guy is like the popular guy in school. And this is yes. like when this is the guy who kind of Josie also is a little bit attracted to. Yeah. Even though she's twenty five and. He's like 17, 17 or I think maybe he said 18. he was 18. Okay. I think he said that was Okay. So was 18. Also, you know, interesting choices. Interesting to- choices yes. definitely. But she I think is more like infatuated with him because she he reminds her of the boy that she liked in high school. Like yes. they flash back a lot to that. And yes. it's like a guy looks very similar to the guy that she, Billy, that she was in love with yeah. in high school. And here is also my question for this movie. Like, how old is she really? Because it's 1999. Mm-hmm. She's 25 years old. But these flashbacks look like she went to high school in the 80s. Yeah. Like, they're playing 80s music. They kind of have an 80s style to them. Mm-hmm. But... If it's 1999 and she's 25, she would have had to have graduated in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, look, listeners, let's do the math. Let's talk about it a little bit. Like, yeah. comment. Send us some messages. Mm-hmm. Like, the flashbacks for me didn't add up to where we were in the present time. Here's what I'm thinking. Maybe. It was 1990 when it was still like full 80s, like, hey, it's like the 80s. There was still 80s music. The 80s style was still inside, but now it's 1999, which, you know, obviously has changed in the last like 10 years, which now I'm thinking about it. She wouldn't be 25 if she graduated in 1990. Yeah, I mean, there would, there's a lot of questions there. Like, I feel like that didn't add up. Like, I feel like maybe probably Drew Barrymore herself probably went to high school in the 80s. But, yeah. like, I don't think that her, this character no. maybe would have. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't really, to be honest, don't know how old Drew Barrymore is. So that could be something that we should have looked up and a note for next time. Yes. But, um, so I think that's a good wrap-up of, like, the the big characters. Um, so let's go ahead and let's move on to favorite part, worst part. Favorite part, worst part. So my favorite part, let's just get started. My favorite part was, I'm just going to mention a quote here. Okay. Was at prom when all the girls were in their Barbie costumes mm-hmm. with all the Kens. And there was a Malibu Barbie and this girl says to Christian, Kristen, uh, um, I wrote it down. You ripped off my Malibu Barbie idea? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I'm being 70s Barbie. Right. <laughs> and then the other girl is another kind of Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one is a funny part. And then all the other boys are like Ken's. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. It was so funny. And I also like the part when, um... At the very, like, at the very end, when he comes running down. Oh, when he actually shows up at the yes. baseball field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good part. I know. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you my favorite part. Yes. Is after, it's the scene after she goes to the concert. Mm-hmm. And she's eaten a brownie oh, yeah. with, with uh, she's eaten a brownie with questionable ingredients. And... She's at her house and she's talking to her brother Rob on the phone and she's like eating a pie and then she like just stops and goes like, someone ate my entire pie. How how does that even happen? And I will tell you, I've said that more in my life than like probably most people because someone will be like, how are you doing today? And I'll be like, you know what? Someone ate my entire pie. Like that's how I feel. Like that is my day to day. Like that just sums it up. Or, you know, so I love that line 
I quote that line all the time. That is a good one. It's my favorite well. part. Hands, hands down. Like, we don't need to talk about anything else. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the dancing scene. I don't, oh, and when you said that, I was going to say, you only does the dancing scene. Well, right. Because <laughs> she does dance on the stage at the concert. Mm-hmm. But no, it's the pie part. It's the pie part. That's my favorite <laughs> hands down part. Um, worst part for me, um, watching it now... The well, okay, hold on. Watching it the first time, my least favorite part is when they're about to throw the dog food on Aldi's. Like uh, I yeah. felt like so, so bad for her, and I was like, and plus, just the dancing was awkward. It so was, it was like awkward dancing, and then was she on roller skates? It looked like she was taller and on roller skates because she was like slight rolling yeah. around. Right, it was it was awkward, and then the dog food. Like I just felt bad that that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would have to say that's my worst part. Um, my worst part is when they're when Sam and uh, Josie were in the Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the his personal life, yeah. and how he's like, I don't really want to move to New York and get married, and right now. Right. And then he's like, she's like, you can talk to me about this. And he's like, well, I shouldn't be sharing it with you. But I'm going to share it. I'm going to keep sharing it with yeah, you. Yeah, he's like, because I'm your teacher. And it's like, he's well aware of himself. But he's yeah, still he doing it. Just keeps on moving along. And another one was when he was about to, like, like say that he liked her. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that part. Yeah. Especially so. all the parts that Sam was in love with Josie. Well, I mean, I think that that's a great transition into what if this movie were made today. I think that that would be a part that would be different. Yes, definitely. So if this movie were made today, I think that they might, like, they would have a teacher that I think would be kind of like a mentor to her, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd be love interest. No. These are my thoughts. I think that if it were made today, there would be another storyline. Because if you notice in this movie... She gets in trouble at one point because there's another reporter there who's doing a story on high school kids who finds out information that yes. she was not aware of. So that means there was another reporter at the school pretending to be a high school student, yeah. right? So I think if this movie were made today, it would be that her love interest would be the other reporter oh my God, that would be acting so like a high school student and they both know they're reporters they both have to pretend that they're high school students, yes. right? But they don't like each other, like, because they're rivals. So the whole thing is, like, them trying to beat each other to the story. Yeah. Right? And then at the, at very the end, end, she, like, reveals both of them. He gets mad that she, like, lets his cover. And then she has to be, like, please forgive me in the article the same way she does at the end. Yes. Please come to the baseball field. And maybe here's what's happening. Here's what I think. Maybe the the brother doesn't go to high school. Right. The it's the reporter. Right. Who she like, you know, that like, like that she like goes to and is like, you gotta help me be cool. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, I actually feel bad for her. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm actually gonna help her because he is the cool kid there. Yeah. And she's like kind of like the one who's like, oh and my I'm God, slowly falling in love with her. Yeah. So I'll try to help her be yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So I think if it were made today, that that would, it would definitely go, maybe go that way, yes. other than the teacher being the love interest. Yes. So, if this were made today, though. Let's talk about casting. Let's talk about people we would put in this movie today. Casting. Um, I, for Jody. Josie. Josie, sorry. Um, I really don't have one. I was thinking about it, like, the whole time before this podcast, and I really didn't find anyone. Um, I did find one person, though, who I thought would be good, and it was Haley. Orn, Orntia, I think that's how you spell her, like, how you pronounce her name, but if you don't know who she is, she plays Erica on the Goldbergs. Okay. Yeah, she w- She might be good, and she's already kind of been in a role where she, like, plays in a different time period. Yeah. So, 
And if you see, if you watch the Goldbergs, then you see that there is some flashbacks where she was a loser, and then she turns into the popular girl. Okay, so, like, she already kind of knows a role like that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I said for Josie Zoe Deutsch, and I don't know if many people know who that person is, yeah. um, but she's the daughter of Leah Thompson, who is from Back to the Future, um, so she's got a famous mom yeah. and, um, she's really funny. She's been in some other movies. She's kind of an up and comer. Um, mm-hmm. but I think she would be good in that like goofy nerdy, like transform into this popular yeah. kid part. Um, and she's about the right age. Um, who would you have cast for Sam the teacher? Um, again, I didn't really know. Like, this is hard. I'm trying to like choose. Who, like, I feel like would be a good part. And it just um, popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Kenan Thompson. Ooh. Kenan Thompson Because be if cool. we're going the direction that it's, like, he's a mentor mm-hmm. to her, Josie and not, like, a love interest, I feel like he would be a really good one. Sure. Yeah. I like Kenan Thompson. And he'd kind of be a little funny, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good choice. I said Zac Efron. Like, I <laughs> looked for other choices, but for some reason, my heart kept saying Zac Efron for Sam, for the teacher. Because he's kind of, like, in that kind of groove age range. Yeah. You know, and this is, like, if they're making it, like, straight into the same movie. Yeah. You know, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. So, um, I have that for Sam for Anita. I went SNL on this one. And uh, I did too. Ego, <laughs> Ego Wodum. She would be a good one. Yeah. I think that she's got like that cool, like kind of Molly Shannon, like, um, like funny sidekick vibe without mm-hmm. like overtaking it. Yeah. She's adding to it. So mm-hmm. I like, and I like her a lot. I chose SNL alumni, Maya Rudolph. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's good in everything. She's really good in everything. And I feel like she wouldn't, like, do too much. I feel like in the scenes she would be good at, like, in the scenes that Anita was in, she would be so amazing at. Like, she would add that right kind of, like, pop flair and, like, sarcasm. Sure. Yeah. I agree. So that's a good choice. Um, for Rob, I said Jacob Elordi, <laughs> and he's from The Kissing Booth, if anyone's ever watched those movies. And he's in Euphoria. Yes, I've never watched that show. But he seems like a guy who could pull off the kind of, like, Definitely. lost 20-year-old trying to find his way. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's why I picked him. For this one, I chose Owen Joyner. If you don't know, he was in Julian the Phantoms. He was mostly on Nick till now. Um, this was kind of, uh, Julie, uh, his role in Julian the Phantom was kind of like his breakout role, but I feel like he would be good as Rob because of his, like, funniness and sarcasm. And when I thought of Rob, I thought of Owen Joyner. Okay, I could go for that, too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him in that show, and I think he could definitely pull that off here. Yes. Um... For Gus, the editor, I decided to, like, let's just flip it (laughs) and let's have Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Look, this is me. Let's make a shirt that says this. Put Issa Rae in everything. (laughs) I love everything she does. I think she's, like, one of the most beautiful women in the world. Mm -hmm. Let's let's put her in every movie. Yeah. So I picked her as the editor because she's got that, like, great flair. Yeah. For, like, having a little bit of comedy with being, like, the serious editor person. Yes. Um, I was thinking about it again, and I'm going with very much SNL tonight. Okay. Uh, like, when we're filming this. Um, oh my god, I forgot his name. And it, he was in the Goldbergs. <laughs> I just thought of people. Uh, he was, um, oh my god. He played the guidance counselor. Tim Meadows? I think so. Okay. Tim, he's like, he was also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He played, um, Jake's best friend. 
when Jake was in jail. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. I feel like it would be a good guess because he has the right amount of funny, but the right amount of seriousness. I agree. Tim Meadows is always good at that part. Yes. Like, he plays a lot of parts like that. So yeah. I, that's a good choice. Um, For Rickford, the guy who, from Gary Marshall. Yes. Like, I say, Gary Marshall, no longer with us, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I would bring in another king of romantic comedy, like when Harry met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, Rob Reiner. Like, I think that Rob mm-hmm. Reiner is the man to replace Gary Marshall in this movie. I love Rob Reiner. I think he's awesome. And again, with that romantic comedy background behind him, perfect mm-hmm. choice. Okay. Everyone, this is a little bit of a, like a twist, but I feel like it would be good. He played Forrest Gump in Forrest Gump. He was in Sleep Sleepless in Seattle. He was in Big Tom Hanks. Yes. I feel like it would be a good one because, again, he has the right amount of funny, but the right amount of authority. Right. No, I agree. I actually, I thought about Tom Hanks for a hot second. <laughs> like, that, maybe Tom Hanks. But then I thought about Tom Hanks, Sleepless in Seattle. Who was his best friend? Rob Reiner. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we, that's the choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Dom Hanks really is a good choice anytime. I was trying to think of other people, but I just kept going to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Just like my heart was leading me to Zac Efron. <laughs> yours was leading yours to Tom <laughs> Hanks. You know what I mean? So, um, for the other ones, the small roles, like I think for Aldi's, I put Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. I agree with you, and um, I feel like she would be a really good one. Um, for Aldis, I chose Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that, too. Especially, I think it would be like, oh my god, she's playing, like, the best friend. Yeah. <clears throat> like, one of the small roles, because she is so popular now. Yeah, but I could also see her playing that role because she was in Bizarre Vark. Yes. On Disney Channel, and she kind of played a similar yes, role. So I could definitely see her doing that. And then um, for the other girls, like, I put Sky Jackson for one of the Kirstens. You know, she's also a Disney Channel Kirsten, star. Kristen, and Gibby. Yes. <laughs> and I had McKenna Grace, which I think she was on Mad Men. She played Sabrina, the teenage witch in that new Netflix series. I thought she might be a good yeah. Kirsten or Kirsten. Um, and then we didn't even talk about George. <laughs> like, George was the guy in the van that was kind of helping her out while yes. she was videotaping her experiences at high school. Yeah. So, um, the original was played by Chris Williams, and he's kind of a character actor you see in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, but for this one, I put Pete Davidson. I totally agree with you. I, I heard that, and I'm like... That's totally it. Because yeah. he has a small enough role that he could still be in it. And he has the right amount of, like, again, he has the right amount of funniness for it. Right. Because you think, oh, my God, where where did it go? Right. Yeah. So I think Pete Davidson, like, there's really no other choice. For the Kirsten's Christian and Gibby, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Kirsten, I chose Addison Ray. Yeah, I could see that. Because she is, she was in He's All That, um, the remake from mm-hmm. He's All That. He, she is trying to get more into acting, um, and yeah, I feel like she would be a good one. Uh, Chris, Kristen, I didn't really have one for Kristen. I just kind of thought TikTok girls, and I thought Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah. I could see that. And, like, they have a small enough part there. She would make money out of it, and she would be good. And Gibby, Dixie to me, I just thought of, like, TikTok girls that would have a small enough role that they could do, that they would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I agree. I think that that, nowadays that that, that would definitely be something that could happen. Yes. So people from TikTok are, are starting to make movies now. So, yeah. sure, let's put them in this type. This is the type of movie that they would be in. Yeah. So, I agree with you on that. Um, so- okay, so would you show this to your kids? I think I would. 
I feel like the jokes would still be relevant. I think it would still be like a very funny movie for like my kids and in the future. Okay, yeah. And obviously, I mean, I thought it was awesome enough to show it to you. And mm-hmm. it was second choice out yeah. of all of the movies that we could have watched. Never Been Kissed was number two. Number two. So obviously, it's uh, it was good enough to do for the podcast second yes. time out. Um, and so I'm glad that you enjoyed it. If you could give it your G-rated review, how many Gs would you give it? Three and a half G's. All right. Three and a half G's right up there with Empire Records. And why? Okay. So the reason why was because of the weird little relationship with the teacher and how, like, how, like, inappropriate that was. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't like, like, um, like the weird brownie thing again. Okay. Sure. (laughs) I get it. Kind of weird. Okay. So... Um, three and a half G's from Gracie. Um, now we're going to go ahead and pick our new movie for next week. So at the end, now we're going to have a segment where we're going to just pull a random movie title out of our movie box and decide what movie we're going to watch next. So then that way you, the listeners know what to look forward to for next time. Mm -hmm. Again, we publish every other Tuesday. So, um... Let's go ahead and see what movie that will be. My mom made like a list of like 60 movies. So we have a lot. We do. Okay, so ready? Grace is going to go ahead and pull out now. The next movie, which is Castaway. Castaway. <laughs> wow. Talk about Tom Hanks. <laughs> that's a real, that's kind of a heavy one. But we're going to do it. So, um, you guys can go ahead and join us next time while we discuss the movie Castaway. And always thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. And just remember, when it comes to movies, listen listen to to your your mother. mother.